What up, everybody? It's your boy, Nasty Backpack, and we in the building. It's a beautiful day. It's Tuesday, December 18th. The new year is almost here. Christmas is almost here, about a week out. And let's get ready for the show. Today, it's crazy. Girl power is going crazy right now. It seems like all the women are you. United in one against these fake motherfuckers or these bullshit motherfuckers or these niggas that ain't hitting it right. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all, I'm getting over a cough. But um, yeah, it's a crazy time right now for ladies. Ladies are sticking it to the guys. They ain't putting up with all this bullshit no more. Ariana, since Ariana Grande put out, thank you next. Seems like all these women are going at them. Got these motherfuckers ready to blow their brains out and do something crazy. Got Ariana Grande, got Pete Davidson tweeting out suicide notes. And then, uh, so she went to go see him at Saturday Night Live and he just wasn't having it. Obviously, it's a publicity stunt. He wants the world to know that he's hurting over Ariana. Um, but hey... You got something good. You got to treat it right and not leave it. Um, you know, you can't... You, with a woman like that, you can't be fucking that shit up because you see what's going on with these women. They they ain't, they ain't putting up with these guys right now. They Before, a guy could cheat, 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 you know, and get away with it. But if your name ain't Jay-Z, then that, ain't, that shit is not going to fly. You saw Offset get shut down over there at uh, the Rolling Loud Festival at Cardi B's set. She was on stage. Um, Offset goes with a, looks like a 24-pack of all-white roses looking all fresh. And uh, that shit got shut down at the door. He got on stage, but Cardi B just wasn't having it. She wasn't taking those apologies. Um, and that shit's crazy because you can tell that she's really, really hurt by all this. You can tell that that she is definitely not just going to uh, let this one slide. Uh, if y'all remember, Offset got caught texting Summer Bunny. And um, trying to set up a threesome with a Cuban doll and Bad uh, Summer Bunny. Bad Bunny, that would be all bad. (laughs) But um, got caught. And to me, this is crazy because Cardi B's a little freak. Like, if Offset, and Cardi B likes women too. So if if Offset wanted a threesome so bad, why didn't he do one with Cardi B and let her pick out a baddie? And then you avoid this whole situation, but... Instead, you kind of put it upon yourself and brought it upon yourself because you uh, you allowed this shit to, to get crazy. Um, and, yeah, you just can't have that. We're going to take a short little break. Uh, word from the sponsor. And let's get that. Let's get paid. And we're back. <clears throat> so we were talking about Cardi B and Offset. Offset um, 
owing to uh, the Rolling Loud uh, Festival and jumping on stage on Cardi B's stage while she was performing. She didn't she didn't expect it at all, but you could tell she is still not um, feeling good about about Offset right now. I think Offset spent his birthday alone, all diamond up in the in the ski mask. Um, looking dope as fuck. That was a dope ass ski mask, by the way. But, uh, but there was no Cardi B. And um, yeah, man, it's just a bad situation. I, I mean, I think Offset's going about it all wrong. Like, I understand he publicly humiliated her and um, you know, tore her apart publicly for the whole world to see. So he's trying to keep make keep doing things publicly to to fix it but sometimes that uh that public persona can can really mess things up um and, and you can tell cardi b it's, it's like she's almost pressuring her in the public eye to uh forgive him <clears throat> and cardi b's the type of person that don't give a fuck you ain't you you try to uh publicly apologize she's going publicly publicly Shut that shit down. You can tell that's what she's doing. Um, but yeah, it's just a bad situation, you guys. You guys got you guys. I mean, you guys just had a baby. You're, you're out here trying to uh, fuck these other broads. You know, you already got caught once. You're already on the radar. Um, and and there's a reason why she's not just letting this one slide. And and part of the reason is that you already been caught, bro. You already, you already done that to her, and you already been on her radar, and uh, now she's at the point where she ain't, for, she ain't, she ain't forgiving, um, and possibly could be the possibly the relationship could be done. Um, it'd be sad if it is done because it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna, if it's if they're done, it's gonna get really ugly, uh, and there's multiple reasons why. Um, because on both sides, they're not going to stay single forever. So, you know, they're both public figures. We never see these kind of type of relationships ever go well when it, when it gets to this point. And, and part of the reason why is because, you know, they're both, they're both in their prime. They're both in their prime. They're both, um, highly liked by, by a lot of people and, uh, you know they're both gonna get they're both gonna get noticed every time they're out and about every time they step in a club or who they're walking with who they're talking to like so these things never never end well I wish them the best hopefully they can work it out for uh, baby culture and get together because they they both look like really good parents they're both handling their thing um, but yeah these things never never pan out towards the end when when um, it's all said and done especially when there's a lot of cheating involved that usually makes one side bitter and you see that uh, Cardi's bitter at the moment but that will shift towards Offset once he sees that Cardi ain't gonna give in um, so it's just a shame um, also in hot 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 water your boy Roger Roger and Jay, well, they got their own issues getting publicized 
out there. Um, they called the cops. Jay Well called the cops on Rogers. Actually, no, Rogers called the cops. They came down, um, and he. I saw his whole little rant that he did on on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, one of the one of those platforms. He was live, um, and uh, he was talking about how. <clears throat> you know, she, she, he's always been there for the kids, never missed them. Like, apparently, they have an 11-year-old, 11-day, 11-day baby, 11-day-old baby. And uh, he's not even allowed to see the kids at the moment. But um, cops were called. They didn't, nobody got arrested. Nobody got taken away. Um, everybody's stay cool he goes to sleep later on in the day wakes up and uh cops are there now she did set up snooki set gave her some cameras to set up some hidden cameras and they set these cameras up um all throughout the house and what's on those cameras we are yet to see um he claims that she was gonna edit them and and make them to portray him as the the big bad wolf in this situation, but, um, I mean, this seems like a really, really toxic relationship, and, I'm, and he, he's trying to work on it to keep it together, because she's already, apparently already filed for a divorce, but, I mean, as toxic as it is, when cops are getting called out, that's usually when you gotta pull the plug on the relationship and say, you know what, this is just not healthy on nobody's sides, um, I mean, you guys could still be great parents, um, and the good thing is that she's working a lot. She's working a lot. So um, as long as you stay being a good dad and, and, and you know, you should you should not be taken away from your kids. But that is yet to be said because if you're fighting in front of the kids and the kids are seeing that, then are you really being a good dad? And, and that's the courts are going to look at that type of stuff. But um, I think this is a really, really toxic situation. And if you remember, J. Well met Rogers, or they started dating when they were when J. Well was on the Jersey Shore. She, now they still have they got the reunion <clears throat> show on, and it's, it's still a really good show. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of big personalities, but you can tell J. Well's not one of those girls that's gonna put up with any BS. And you can tell that she's already fully over <clears throat> all the BS that that's going on and. Um, maybe you just gotta move on. I think in this boat, you guys, the, the relationship ran its course. The flame is out. And even if you try to get it going, getting that flame restarted, it looks like it's it's done. She looks like she's out of love. Especially when you start calling the cops on, on each other. If that doesn't tell you that's out of love, then I don't know what does. That, that to me, that's, that's it. Um, and I've been in that situation. I've had a girl who called the cops on me when nothing was going on, but she would call the cops on me. And that right there let me know that this relationship is at the, its end. And so, um, the feistiness continues, man. Feistiness continues. Kim Kardashian, she's a little feisty one. She taking, she tweeted out taking shots at Drake over this whole uh, Drake and Kanye beef that's going on. Man, is that shit saucy as fuck right now? Kanye, dude, you're looking like a clown burger out here, man. You, you're looking like the biggest pussy I've ever seen in my life, man. Like you, 
you're a rapper, bro. Come go at him at bars. Go at him with the bars. If you're feeling threatened, you got paper. Paper up. Get your security right. Don't sit here and cry all over fucking Twitter. Cry all over Instagram Live. I mean, you fucking tweeted out about 1,600 tweets going at <coughs> going at Drake about how he's threatening you and all this shit. And you just look like a big-ass vagina, man. You walk around with your baggy-ass sweaters and your fucking goofy-looking hats. Looking like a damn nerd out here in these streets. Like... Drake is the hottest rapper out. You, you're going at the hottest rapper and your shit, you're musically uh, on a musical decline right now. <clears throat> you guys, you, you can't put out fucking seven times 12 albums and and the sh- each one of them was a fucking dud in my opinion. Honestly, I didn't really like any of the music that um, <clears throat> was put out. I mean, there was a couple dope tracks on Pusha's album couple dope tracks on uh, Nas's album and uh, Tom Taylor's shit was alright but everything else in between that shit was straight hot garbage and and Drake's album did really really well Kanye you brought this shit upon yourself bro you brought this shit upon yourself you you um, you were a disloyal friend disloyal motherfucker um, you know you were partnered up with the hottest rapper you're supposed to be the hottest beat maker out here, the hottest producer out here. <coughs> and you you were parted up with the hottest rapper in the game. And you fucking fumbled it, bro. You fucking couldn't be a, a real motherfucker. And you 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 fumbled this shit, bro. You you started being a fake motherfucker. You uh did some disloyal shit. You produced a diss track going at Drake while Drake was helping you ghostwrite your shit. And that doesn't that, that I mean fuck that's disloyal as fuck let me be friends with you to only come back and diss you the same shit that you're crying about you're over here fucking doing the same shit you're crying about <clears throat> to Drake about is the same shit that you fucking did bro so if that doesn't fucking like sometimes you need to look at yourself in the fucking mirror to see who the fuck you really are you like a fake crabberry bitch you got your fucking wife fucking Tweeting in your de- fucking defense, talking about calling the cops and the first fucking the first suspect's gonna be Drake if anything happens to you. If anything happens to you, it's cause you're a fucking clown, bro, and because you brought it upon yourself. You've been a clown all of 2018. You haven't done nothing right to get your 2018 fucking done. So, I, well, my suggestion to you, uh, Kanye, is end this year the way it is. You already fucked this year off. <coughs> Come back with some great music. You need to start fucking working with with great artists. Like, you got Big Sean. Where the fuck is Big Sean at? Like, that's the motherfucker you need to be pretty fucking focused on. Big Sean. You got, you got one of the dopest rappers in the game. You got him on the shelf right now, chilling. Work with Jake Sean, uh, Big Sean. Put out some tight shit. That's who you need to make a collab album with. You're over here making collab albums with fucking... With Cuddy, both of you motherfuckers should be in a fucking mental hospital. Fucking popping fucking pills together and shit. These both need to be in a fucking methadone clinic. Fucking with that dumb shit. And, um... You need to fucking be focusing on Big Sean and be fucking putting a, a collab album with Big Sean. 
and get him off the shelf because fuck. Right now, your shit's fucked, bro. And uh, just being real with you. With that being said, Drake Drake is doing Drake shit. Drake is still a fucking boss. It's checks over stripes. Um, and that's just the facts on that shit. It's always been checks over stripes, though. Always. Um, another big beef right now. This clown, this clown, this clown I'm about to mention. Man, I don't even know how they still have a fucking... I don't even know how they're still on the fucking radio. Ebro on the fucking morning. That, if that's not a clown motherfucker right there. I mean, this motherfucker, to me, seems like the biggest fucking culture vulture in the fucking world. He's the biggest instigator. He's always in a hating fucking... <clears throat> he's always in a hating place. Everything that comes out of this guy's mouth is a fuck is is just dumb shit. Um, I watched the Kodak Black. <clears throat> I watched the Kodak Black uh, interview, and Ebro is just. I mean, to me, the interview was already like kind of like a boring interview. You know, Kodak Black's a is a, is a cool personality too. If you saw him on the Breakfast Club, way way better interview. Way better interview. <laughs> Than, than Ebro in the morning, but Ebro in the morning just seems like, like man, like a, he seems like the old motherfucker, like like how Takashi Six Nine was saying, another old motherfucker on a young nigga's dick, like I mean he just he just always trying to beef, and it, and I think he tries to beef with people to get to get a viral moment. Um, it seems like he's then that's what it seems to be his gimmick. Like, I don't know if it was Trick Daddy that said it. He's a fake ass. He wants to be a fake ass Charlemagne the God. But Charlemagne the God at least comes off as legit, you know. That's who he's been. He doesn't come off as as a hater. He comes off as he just speaks his mind. Where Ebro's always reaching to be a hater. Always reaching... um, you know, he was in contact with the police for Takashi and was passing information through a police officer on, on <coughs> 6 Nine's case. Um, I've been scamming and I've been hearing it, that something happened with with um, Fabulous just recently. I'm not I don't know all the details on that. I will. I will update you guys with information on that, but something went down with with Fabulous just recently, and I don't even know why rappers are still going up there to Hot 97. I mean, the shit to me has been dead since um, Angie Martinez left left the station. Um, it's been on a down roll, a downhill spiral, and it seems like now they just try to um, get clickbait interviews. Something that they're reaching for those viral moments and not letting them happen organically. And just, you know, every interview, I don't go to Hot 97's YouTube page to look, to watch the interview. Interviews, you know, I'd much rather see those same, because when celebrities do interviews on Hot 97, they're usually doing them, they're usually making them rounds. So they'll hit, you know, Andrew Martinez, they'll hit The Breakfast Club, they'll hit, you know... <clears throat> Don't hit all the hot spots, and um, man, Ebro is just is just. I mean, 
and the interviews that they all do are always more bo- boring and dull compared to uh hot to um one oh one oh one five or the Breakfast Club. And um they're just always looking for that, that viral moment. I, I just think rappers just in general need to stop going to Hot 97. I think there needs to be a boycott because these motherfuckers don't appreciate the rappers. They don't appreciate the game. They just, they're, they're out there to piss you the fuck off. And I'm not saying that you have to fucking kiss these rappers' asses and shit, but <coughs> these are celebrities and, and there's people at the end of the day and, and when you fucking... They're out there to promote their fucking album and shit. And you're fucking sitting here asking them about their fucking cases that they are that they're going through the real life shit. And you're fucking like bringing bringing shit up in the wrong way, in the wrong in the wrong form format. You're bringing this shit up. So so we know you raped a a, a young lady. How do how do you feel about the the Me Too movement going on right now? Type sh- bullshit, and that and motherfuckers just need to stop fucking with you. At the end of the day, Trick Daddy said it the best. If y'all didn't see Trick Daddy, what Trick Daddy said about Ebro, go check that shit out. I I just think motherfuckers just need to stop fucking with you because they don't get that kind of that kind of uh, dumb shit at, at the fucking Breakfast Club. So um, yeah, fuck Ebro in the morning. Uh, another little beef going on right now, aside from hip hop and all that. This Dana White and Oscar De La Hoya. Who's the better promoter? Who do y'all think are the better promoters? Is it the boxing promoter, Oscar De La Hoya, who was a phenomenal boxer in his heyday? Or is it Dana White who transformed the UFC to be one of the biggest powerhouses in the fucking market? Um, <coughs> who's a better promoter? Um, if you're asking me, honestly, it's going to be Dana White. Dana White transformed um, <clears throat> the UFC to what it is today. At least one of the one of the groundbreakers of that. You know, he's one of the he's the face of, of the UFC. Um, where Oscar De La Hoya, I mean, boxing's just a boxing's on the decline right now, especially with. Mayweather already walking out the door and, and, you know, at the end of his career. Um, you know, I think that I, there's no... Uh, for that division that was so hot with Mayweather in it, uh, I don't know what is it. The, I don't know if it's the lightweights. I don't know if it's the middleweights. I don't know. I mean, they move up in weights so much. Um, you know, from featherweights to lightweights to middleweights. I'm not sure if they're... I think they're middleweights, but... You know that that division is uh, just on a decline. That division is just on a decline at the moment, and uh, it um, Canelo Canelo's a is an interesting boxer, a really good boxer, but there's no personality in that division at the moment. You know, there's nobody that because the boxing you got to have the personality and you got to be the best, you gotta be great, that's what made Mayweather so strong in the games, that he couldn't get beat, nobody could beat him, and he, he was the fucking face of boxing, he would talk that shit, and he would be in your face, and, and the camera always in his face, and and he was very marketable, and the middleweight class doesn't have that guy, 
they got characters that are loud, like Adrian Broner, but but Adrian Broner's record doesn't make him a champion, so. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I'm just trying to get over this cold at the moment, so I do apologize for me coughing all over you, over y'all. But, uh, yeah, Adrian Broner just isn't at that level of boxing where, you know, where the UFC has a lot of those guys. They have a lot of those champions out there, you know. Um, the Connors, the Khabibs, the um, Kamier, Kamier, Daniel Kamier, what's his name? Some shit like that. And they've been having those those guys that you've been wanting to see all the way from Anderson Silva. When Anderson Silva was dope five, six years ago, you know, really good. So they've, they've always kept, in every division, they kept those guys, the Brock Lesnar's and, and those you know, every division is one of those guys, and that's what makes the UFC so great. It makes you want to see it because Dana's throwing a fucking pay per view for UFC every fucking like month, it seems. And then he had the women, you know, blowing up, and he got the, the Manny Nunez, and he had the Ronda. Ronda changed the, the, the sport for female women. <coughs> Chris Cyborg, and, and, you know, John Jones. Like, it's just. A powerhouse of fighters gone celebrities, and all those people are really, really marketable. And you know, there's always a lot of action in the UFC. Um, so there's always something really going on in the UFC where you watch, you know, the box. You watch boxing, and I, it's just not being promoted right. It's not being promoted right, right on a, on a, you know, it's not in our face how the UFC is in our face, so, and plus, you're not, you got, you got a lot of fighters, I think, ducking each other in the boxing world, where, you know, you're not seeing, you're not seeing, you know, the Mike Tysons, there's no Mike Tyson in the boxing game right now, you're not seeing, (coughs) you're not seeing those fights happen enough, not enough high action fights, and, and, you know, like you see in US, uh, UFC, um, I forgot what the dude's name was that fought Daniel Comey. Is his name Comey? I forgot what the fuck his name is. But the dude that he fought last, that dude fought on a pay per view like two weeks earlier, and then went and fought again. I mean, he obviously lost against Comey, but Comey is a fucking beast. That motherfucker. For as old as he is, he is fucking got a lot of skills, and not just in the knockout um, department. He has skills in the takedown. He just made that guy look like a fucking clown. But the fact that that guy fought two weeks earlier and won, and then he's fighting again, like man, that's crazy. And that's why boxing <coughs> is on a downhill struggle right now. They ain't got nobody to really, they ain't, there's no Pacquiao, I mean Pacquiao's still fighting, but Pacquiao's already an old guy, he's already, you know, he's not, he's not the same Pacquiao that we saw on the, on the, the upcline, and now he's, decri- he's declining, and, uh, you know, his fights just ain't, you know, they're, they're not putting together the big mouse, the big, the big time guys that they do have, they're not matching those big time guys up fighting other big time guys. And, and now, with HBO uh, retiring their boxing uh, department that they had going, which was 
a really sad day, you know. That was that was one of the hardest things to see in the boxing world. Now you got this new company called The Zone. We just got to see if they're going to start doing it right. I mean, I see, see Ed De La Hoya on the Breakfast Club. You see him doing his rounds, um, which is good, but we need to see. We need to see some high-priced fights, and not just once every fucking blue moon. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you're not going to be able to, to bank it just off of, um, you're not going to be able to bank it just off of Canelo, you know, Triple G's already up there in age, you're only going to get one more of those fights and then Triple G will probably be done with his career, um, and then all you're going to have is Canelo, and how long are you going to be able to, to ride that horse for, you know, you're going to have to, you guys are gonna have to find some new talent and get that new talent. Like, you know, we need a we need an action hero. We need we need a, a Mayweather. We need a, a, a another De La Hoya. I mean, shit. When De La Hoya was fighting, there was a lot of badass boxers in that division. It was Turnadad and Vargas and Mayorga and Mosley and Mayweather. Like, there was a bunch of big, big names. And and right now, who are those big names? All the big names are, are about to go to the upper room. They're about to the leave, start the, the second chapter of their lives. And boxing is not the main thing in those guys' lives anymore. <clears throat> and, and if you think about it, like the early 2000s, there was a lot of badass boxers in every division. Every division had had a lot of, a lot of good fighters and... Where are those guys now? Like where Oscar De La Hoya, I'm asking you, what have you done to find those big names and get them out there shining? Um I mean this Tyson Fury and, and Wilder fight that just happened a couple weeks ago, that was that was a, a good fight. That was a really good fight. <laughs> I enjoyed that fight and I enjoyed boxing for the first time in a while. Like and if I see those guys go at it again, um that's going to be something to see. But those guys were promoting that fight for quite a while. There was a lot of movement behind it. They're both inter- really interesting guys. And uh, that was a good fight for, 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 the, for the industry. That was a good, a good fight for boxing. And the boxing needs those guys right there. Those are guys that, that I think are going to be the, the... That are going to carry the torch for boxing. Because it seems like... Uh, this. You know, Canelo is not really. You know, I don't. I don't think Canelo likes to be in the spotlight. I, I think he's a great boxer. I think he loves being a great boxer, and that's exactly what he loves to do: is box. But as far as the spotlight goes, I don't think he's cut out for. It. I don't think he's the guy for the spotlight. I don't think he wants that responsibility. And uh, you know, I, I think you got to pass that torch to these heavyweights who are gonna. Are gonna do a lot more with it, you know. You try giving Adrian Boner the the spotlight. He just he just does some crazy ass shit where, you know, he really doesn't stay focused too long, and um, you know, he ends up getting in more trouble and doing more harm to the to the sport than than good. <laughs> so we just have to wait and see, man. We have to wait and see who's gonna how this is gonna go. But if you're asking me who the better promoter is, it's definitely Dana White. Um, He's doing. He just does a lot better for what what he got. You know, when he got into the UFC, 
you know, it was a real underground sport. I mean, it would come on pay-per-view, and people used to pay for those pay-per-views just to see somebody almost die. Real talk, because you used to see people get their fucking arms snapped, and, and you know, man, that's what the UFC was for. I remember I used to love seeing Ken Shamrock fuck somebody up, and Frank Shamrock, and, you know, Tito Ortiz back in the day, and Dan the Beast Severin. Like, you used to love seeing these motherfuckers hurt somebody. And now there's a lot more regulation in the sport now, but the sport is at a at an all-time, you know, it, it's 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 a lot of action. There's always somebody getting knocked the fuck out. You see, you see somebody getting fucked up all the time still, and um, it's just it's it's just being promoted a lot better, a lot more video games. I mean, they got like three games coming out every year, <laughs> and and. What boxing games do you guys see coming out? Uh, boxing used to have a lot of dope-ass games, but I don't know what happened where... What happened to the Fight Nights? I mean, that's... that. I used to love Fight Night. But where's that Fight Night at? Where's that new Fight Night at? We haven't seen it in quite some time. And uh, so when it comes to the younger the younger crowd, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of, whole lot of pockets because you just are not promoting the sport the way that it needs to be promoted. Hopefully they change that because I love boxing. I love watching boxing. But, you know, you got a lot of these young guys and, and, they, and you guys got to do more to promote those young guys. But with that being said, we are signing off. It's your boy Nasty Backpack. Y'all been great. This is the Nasty Backpack Podcast. If, uh, yeah, we can follow me on Twitter at Nasty Backpack. You can email me at Nasty Backpack Podcast at gmail.com. It's your boy. We out.